question everything. Hello, welcome back to Question Everything. You're listening to bonus episode number eight, I think. So since I didn't get to finish talking about the dangers of GMOs, I will briefly go over them today and then I'll answer more of your questions. I do want to give a quick shout out to Caitlin. Thank you so much for your PayPal donation. I appreciate the support so much, especially in times like these. All right, so let's start out with the tea party. So before I get into it, I do need to reiterate a couple things because Everyone is making assumptions about me that I'm tired of repeating or I'm tired of trying to correct myself, I guess. I am not a Trump supporter and I am not anti-Semitic. I know that the people who aren't fully aware of everything are so quick to attack you and claim you as a Trump supporter and I am tired of it. (laughs) So... I just want to address that. I also have been getting more hate on my TikToks about me being anti-Semitic. And I want to address this again because I know I've talked about it before. So someone said that I'm being anti-Semitic because I'm spreading right-wing conspiracy theories that are offensive and all this stuff, of course. And let me just start by saying that these conspiracy theories have been around for so long. They didn't just pop out of nowhere just because Trump is running for president. I don't understand why people associate it with that. I mean, I do because the media is trying to push out this narrative to keep us divided and to belittle anyone who believes in this. But anyway, as I mentioned this a million times, anti-Semitism was created by them to protect themselves, to literally belittle, to discredit anyone trying to expose them because the real Jewish community, the real OGs, The real Jews have nothing to do with these theories, what's going on, or what they're doing. It's the fake ones, the ones who claim to be Jews, who worship the synagogue of Satan, that basically everyone in the media, Hollywood, they're all doing this and claiming themselves to be Jews so they can just call anyone who attacks them as anti-Semitic. And I mentioned that in the Freemason episode. If you want to know more, just go check out that episode. Okay, so today's tea. So yesterday I retweeted a tweet by Mo Othman and I talked about him last week because someone asked about him in the questions of the week and he has predicted some things that have come true. So I just found this tweet a little interesting. Uh, He tweeted yesterday a prediction. Christmas equals canceled. There's a black swan flying around the globe. It will land in the Middle East and then fly to America. And then he put in the number 21 with the a snowflake emoji. And then he put 45th with like a theatrics emoji. And then he put King of Rome greater than God of Time equals Troy. Of course, he's kind of acting like Q and on in a sense because he's, he's leaving hints. And some girl interpreted this as on December 21st, a fake alien spaceship will land in Jerusalem and fly to America. The government agenda will come above true nature and cause mass manipulation. The president will also be assassinated. I mean, there has been rumors that Trump was going to be assassinated on August 27th, so I don't really know. But December 21st has, has been talked about a lot more than August 27th. And it has a lot to do with the sun flare, uh, Trump dying, the alien invasion, the blackout. So I don't know if this is another fear tactic just to get us in that low vibration or just to get us fearing what's next. But I don't know. I've also been seeing a lot of stuff about November and December put together and the food shortage, like I said. And last week, I felt this immense anxiety about how something big is going to happen soon. And my mom even texted me the same day and asked if I was okay. She felt shaky. And usually when she feels that way, she she predicts things that are going to happen. And when I say anxiety, it's not normal anxiety. That's just the 
best way to describe it because in reality, anxiety comes from fear and the ego. And if we are working with our intuition, it's more of a neutral feeling, but it is an intense, uneasy feeling. And the last time my mom and I both felt this together was right before George Floyd died and the whole riots broke out. I also have been having strange dreams, like warlike dreams, and so has she. And me running away from chaos, the skies are dark, and last night I had one where I was running down this building and someone was chasing me, and then the skies were like orangey-red, like there was fire everywhere. Yeah, I was, I don't know. I also need to start writing down my dreams because I forget them really easy, so I suggest you remember your dreams too. But this is why we are also stocking up on food and water. And someone asked me if I'm scared of what's going to happen or what am I going to do if Bluebeam Project actually happens? Like, am I going to leave and all this? And I responded with, I think we're all here for a reason. And how I said that most of us, if not all, we're all here as light workers to help humanity. And if we're all destined to experience this for our soul's purpose to evolve for the next life or eternity, you can't be afraid. Us as humans tend to hold on to having control of everything. We want to have control of our relationships, our lives, our jobs. Of course, like if you're not in control, you feel helpless and that's a valid feeling. But even in the four agreements, he says that we can't control everything and we can't let our ego take over. So if we live in that mindset, then we're living out of fear and we shouldn't be afraid of what's to come. I feel like we should just embrace it and live through it and just go with your intuition. And if I die, I mean, I was meant to, d- to go through it. I don't know. I just don't believe in coincidences. I believe everything happens for a reason and it's for your highest good. So I'm just waiting to see what happens and if anything big happens and let's go, I'm ready. <laughs> so last week there was a video on TikTok of a girl who is showing a, oh, so this is the next part of the tea. So last week there's a video on TikTok of a girl who is showing a video of Katy Perry who was showing her new baby room. So Katy Perry was giving like a room tour of her baby's new room. And in the video, she was acting really weird, like making weird noises, throwing off her baby's clothes. And she was filming off her laptop, which is that's kind of weird in general. I don't know who films off their laptop webcam. And why don't you just use your phone? I don't know. (laughs) But it was just so weird. And I just felt the vibe off. And I commented, can someone make sure the baby's okay? I mean, I was only half joking because all the other comments said the same thing. They're like Holly weird or pedo gay or no wonder she was on Epstein's Island, like stupid comments like that. And of course, it's TikTok, you know, and my comment blew up. It got like 7000 likes. And because it got so much attention, it also got the attention of Katy Perry fans. And they did not like that at all. They started commenting on my videos, attacking me, telling me to leave Katy Perry alone. They found my Twitter. They found my Instagram. They were sending me death threats. They they were calling me disgusting and that I need to leave Katy Perry alone. And I am a disgrace as a human being. And it was intense. I'm not going to lie. It was intense. I think the scariest part and the only reason I'm bringing this up is how brainwashed and under control these celebrities have their fan bases. I was even trying to show them proof of how Katie literally said she sold her soul in an interview. And she didn't like what she was doing and she had to sell her soul because she wasn't getting enough fame, she said in the interview. And they all kept commenting, you don't understand what a figure of speech is, like, you don't have a brain, like, she's just, she's just, that's a metaphor or whatever. I was like, what? Okay. Anyway, but I mean, like, this is what I mean by p- people having limited beliefs and a set mindset, like, it's insane. And I get it, people do get offensive if you attack something that they love and that they believe were, was good their whole life, basically. They get offended and it's an uncomfortable feeling. It's cognitive dissonance. But I mean, like I said, I can't blame them. At one point, that was also me. <laughs> Besides, they were are all probably like 14 years old. 
But that's even scarier because they're so young and getting brainwashed by these people. I just couldn't believe it, honestly. I ended up deleting my comment and I ended up having to apologize to all of them because they were threatening to send me to court and to kill me and send me black magic. It was scary. <laughs> I mean, I know they were probably just saying it, but kids are ruthless on the internet, okay? And I just don't trust it. So, <laughs> um, another thing, a part of the tea party this week is that. Trump reportedly called American war dead losers and suckers. And this is just kind of insane to me just because I have noticed a lot of his manipulation and a lot of his psychological tactics that he does when he tries to stroke the public's ego, basically. But behind the scenes, he's actually not the person who he says he is. And a senior Defense Department official confirmed the story. And basically, he said he's not going to visit the cemetery because he called the dead losers. And a lot of people were pissed off about that. But then, of course, Trump denied it. He said that the news is lying and all that. And, of course, the Trump cult is by his side and are still supporting him. Which is fine. <laughs> but anyway, okay, let's move on to GMOs. So, as David Icke would describe them, GMOs are a major part of the reptilian agenda. <laughs> what are GMOs? So, GMOs are genetically modified organisms, basically DNA that is placed into our food for many reasons. And one of the main ones is because it's a pesticide to help crops grow without having any bugs kill them kill the crops and have the crops grow more close together. I guess they used to farm like really far apart so that the weeds wouldn't get into it, but now they can grow it closer together so they can produce more food with this pesticide. I don't know. But anyways, GMOs are not healthy for us. <laughs> so I'm trying to get at. And I love how they do the problem reaction solution to almost everything. Once I became aware of problem reaction solution thanks to David Icke I realized how many things they have caused to come up with a solution that in reality is not really a solution and it's just going to damage us more so the effects that GMOs have on us are crazy from minor diseases to literally cancer and this is kind of like a problem reaction solution leading into another problem reaction solution because most of the times with fluoride or GMOs that we aren't aware of and the things we eat and ingest cause different little diseases like Parkinson's, diabetes, all this other stuff. And then they try to find a solution to those, which is Elon Musk technology. Like with his new chip, he's trying, he has this new chip called Neurotech or whatever, Neuralink. And it's this big chip that's going to go in your brain to help people with spine diseases and Parkinson's and depression, all this stuff, but it's crazy because most of those diseases were caused by them, by them implanting it in our foods, by them implanting it into the ozone, by them implanting it in our water. Like, honestly, most of the diseases are man-made. Well, they're genetic because our ancestors have also been poisoned, so they just pass it on to us, but most of it is man-made, if you think about it. If you think about all the GMOs, the fluoride, the the chemicals in the air that cause these diseases, just for them to come up with a solution, quote-unquote solution, that will basically just get us where they want us, which is like the technology, the nanotech. I mean, it sounds amazing. It's going to help people. But in reality, we shouldn't even have to help people because you're poisoning them in the first place. So... But I, a lot of people have been asking me about the Neuralink, and it sounds amazing. It does. It's going to help a lot of people. But at the same time, it's scary. Like, technology and humans should not coincide together. Like I mentioned in the Freemason episode, they're trying to become godlike and trying to make us immortal or them immortal and control us by technology. And, I mean, they already have our control by us being brainwashed with social media and the media, but... 
with this new nanotech, they'll have more connection to us. Like, I don't know. It's kind of scary. And then I've seen a lot of videos on TikTok, too. I saw one today that people are implanting chips in their hands to use them as keys for their houses and to open cabinets and stuff. And a lot of people already have those chips. And it's just I don't think people are overlooking it because people are like, oh, like they already control us so much. Like, what's this going to do? That's not that's not what I think I'm emphasizing. I'm emphasizing more of the ethical part of it. Like, we are not supposed to be robots at all. Like, we are human beings. Like, they are taking away from our soul. They are taking away from our spirit because if they add technology to it, then they can alter it or I don't know, maybe remove our consciousness and clone us. I don't know. I just don't think technology mixed with human beings is has ever been a good thing. I mean, in a sense of medical, like I said, it has improved a lot of lives and it has helped a lot of people, and I will give them that. But like I said, it's problem, reaction, solution. They created the problem in the first place by basically giving us all these diseases, and then they come up with this solution which is not what i don't think god ever wanted us to incorporate technology within our lives like this so i don't know it just seems very godlike and they want to have all the power like the limitless movie and all that stuff so anyways let's move on to gmos so one of the major players or the puzzle pieces to this is monsanto and st louis in 1901, the company was founded by John Francis Queenie, a member of Knights of Malta, which is another secret society that coincides with Knights Templar and Freemasons. Surprise, surprise. A 30-year pharmaceutical veteran married to Olga Mendez Monsanto, for which Monsanto Chemical Works was named after. And it's a chemical company, of course. The company's first product was Saturn which was sold to Coca-Cola as like an artificial sweetener. So Coke Zero, Diet Coke. Saturin is like Splenda or Sweet and Low. And if you don't know by now, those are really dangerous and not good for your health. They're full of chemicals. In 1920s, Monsanto expanded into industrial chemicals and drugs, becoming the world's largest maker of aspirin. They became partners with Bayer, or they created Bayer, the aspirin company. It's also the time when things began to go horribly wrong for the planet in hurry with the introduction of polychlorinated biphenyls, PCBs. Uh, PCBs were considered an industrial wonder chemical, an oil that wouldn't burn, impervious to degradation and had almost limitless applications. Today's PCBs are considered one of the gravest chemical threats on the planet, widely used in lubricants, hydraulic fluids, cutting oils, waterproof coatings, and liquid sealants, and they have been implicated in reproductive, developmental, and immune system disorders. The world center of PCB manufacturing was Monsanto's plant on the outskirts of East St. Louis, Illinois, which has the highest rate of fetal death and immature births of the state. So, again, population control. Even though PCBs were eventually banned after 50 years for causing such devastation, it is still present in just about all animal and human blood and tissue cells. Wow. Documents introduced in court later showed Monsanto was fully aware of the deadly effects, but criminally hid them from the public. Of course they did. What else is new? Honestly, everything's hidden. In the 1930s, they created their first hybrid seed of corn. And they expanded into detergent soaps, industrial cleaning products, synthetic rubbers, and plastics. And of course, they're all toxic. In 1940s, this is where it gets interesting. Remember that fluoride was a key ingredient to the atomic bomb? Well, in the 1940s, they began research on uranium, which fluoride is a component of uranium, to be used for the Manhattan Project's first atomic bomb, which would later be dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, killing hundreds of thousands of Japanese, Korean, and U.S. military servicemen. And they also poisoned a lot of people. So in this bomb, it had the, the chemicals of GMO and fluoride. 
when they dropped the bomb, there was a lot of birth defects and deaths, and it the pictures are awful, and it was all created by Monsanto. In the 1950s, closely aligned with the Walt Disney Company, Monsanto creates several attractions at Disney's Tomorrowland. This is interesting just because what does Disney have anything to do with chemicals, you know? But I'll get there. After attracting a total of 20 million visitors from 1957 to 1967, Disney finally tore the house down but discovered it would not go down without a fight. According to Monsanto magazine, wrecking balls literally bounced off glass fiber, reinforced polyester material, torches, jackhammers, chainsaws, and shovels did not work. Finally, the choker cables were used to squeeze off parts of the house bit by bit to be tucked away. And they're talking about the house of the future which was entirely constructed of toxic plastic at Disneyland. And like I said, Walt Disney, what does Walt Disney have to do with any of this? So Walt Disney was a Freemason and 100% a part of the evil agenda. I mean, Monsters, Inc. is literally about adrenochrome. And he had a club, or he has a club 33 in his parks, 33 Freemasons. And honestly, I think he's alive. Because, okay, hear me out. They froze his body, right, when he died. And they want to act like gods. So I bet you anything they resurrected him by now or put his consciousness in a clone body of someone in office. Because why the fuck would Disney be partnered with a chemical company other than evil motives? And it's crazy how many people are obsessed with Disney, you know? Like, hmm. In 1960s, Monsanto, along with chemical partner in crime... Dow, D-O-W, chemical, produces dioxin-laced Agent Orange for use in the U.S. Vietnam invasion. The results, over 3 million people contaminated, a half million Vietnamese civilians dead, a half million Vietnamese babies born with birth defects, again, birth defects, and a thousand of U.S. military veterans suffering or dying from its effects to this day. Monsanto is hauled into court again and internal memos show that they knew the deadly effects of dioxin in Agent Orange when they sold it to the government. Outrageously, though, Monsanto is allowed to present their own research. Oh, God, this just coincides with last week's episode about the fluoride research. They can literally alter any research or manipulate any research. They don't have to tell you the full truth as long as some of it's on it. This is why it's so hard trusting research now or research studies because of how corrupt and manipulated it can be. So this research concluded dioxin was safe and posed no negative health concerns whatsoever. Satisfied, the bought and paid for court side with Monsanto and throws the case out. Afterwards, it comes to light that Monsanto lied about the findings and their real research concluded that dioxin kills very effectively. A later internal memo released in 2002, trial admitted, that the evidence proving the persistence of these compounds and their universal presence as residues in the environment is beyond question. The public and legal pressures to eliminate them to prevent global contamination are inevitable. The subject is snowballing. Where do we go from here? The alternatives go out the business, sell the hell out of them as long as we can add or do nothing else. Try to stay in business, have alternative products. So basically, it's poison. It's all poison. And then this is from David Icke's book. Uh, so Dr. Richard Day, a Rothschild Zionist, told a meeting in 1969 that growing food privately will be banned by saying it isn't safe, which created the U.S. Food Safety Modernization Act in 2009, H.R. 457. That establishes a centralized dictatorship over our food supply. The Food Safety Administration operates within the Department of Health and Human Services. Their job is literally to destroy any small and medium-sized farm and the growing of your own food. This gives administrators access to private property without a warrant, and this isn't just in the U.S. They are imposing this all over the world. No surprise that Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded the first green revolution in Asia and Latin America in the 1960s to secure control of food over there. They also fund a global development program. There's a lot of foods that even I didn't even know had GMOs in it, like some vegetables and fruit, which you think, I mean, now that I know that, see, okay, before I knew that GMOs were put in the crops, like I, I was clueless. I thought GMOs were implanted in artificial foods, 
you know, it just sounds more reasonable to me. I didn't know it was used as a pesticide. So I didn't know it was in a lot of vegetables and fruit. And I thought it was just in artificial foods. And we really have to keep an eye out because the best food to buy right now is organic foods, which I know are more expensive. But I even mentioned in one of my episodes how corrupt they have us making us think that GMOs are good for us. Because we know that Google's corrupt, and I I mentioned this in an episode, and I asked you guys to Google GMOs are dot dot dot, and let predictive suggestions pop up what they will say, and it says like are scientifically good for you, are the best, blah blah blah, like their brainwashing is immaculate. <laughs> okay, I want to get more questions in in this bonus, so. Let's go on to questions of the week. So now we know that GMOs are dangerous, fluoride's dangerous. So I suggest everyone just goes organically food shopping or grow your own garden and make sure that they don't investigate your home. I mean, that's so stupid. If you think about it, why would they would raid your house for you growing your own food, but they won't raid your house if you are growing your own drugs? Like, that's crazy to me. Okay, so first question of the week. What would you say is the first step to starting a spiritual journey? I know it's probably different for everyone, but I really want to explore it and I don't even know where I should begin. Please help. Hello. Okay, so this is going to be kind of a long answer. My initial first step was because I went through, this might sound really cliche, the worst heartbreak I could have ever experienced. (laughs) I truly believe... It was my twin flame heartbreak because they say that you and your twin flame will come into union when you both aren't ready and you both will have a separation that will initiate a spiritual awakening for both of you to heal separately and learn initial lessons that they were there to teach you. And once you both are healed, then you will come back into union. Of course, not everyone has a twin flame and not everyone will have the same kickstart into their spiritual journey as me. But I have gotten confirmation from a couple psychics that this was meant to happen for me and he was my twin flame. And I can honestly feel it too. And for those of you who don't know what a twin flame and a soulmate are, so they are two completely different things. I mentioned in last week's episode that we have multiple soulmates and they are separate souls who are here to teach us lessons and reincarnate with us in different lifetimes for us to evolve together as souls. Twin flames are different. The purpose of a twin flame relationship is to bring you and another soul into wholeness. Your soul, your energetic signature is one in the spirit world, but sometimes it will split into two and reincarnate into two physical bodies. Your twin flame can meet you in this lifetime or your twin flame may decide to stay in the spirit world and interact with you energetically. This is why I said not everyone has one in the 3D physical Whereas we have many soulmates, we have only one twin flame. This does not mean that you're incomplete without your twin flame or that if you don't meet your twin flame in this lifetime, it is all a waste. A twin flame relationship is merely one of many paths to bring you into spiritual oneness. And it's usually romantic and it carries the same energy as a tower in tarot. This incredibly powerful meeting may be sweet, magical, and dreamlike at first, but it will evolve into a a crash course of spiritual enlightenment. This person, the relationship, will mirror back to you aspects of yourself you must heal. Your fears, your insecurities, your judgments, your issues with true intimacy. Anything holding you back from your true divine self will be placed in front and center for you to face. You will also mirror to your partner the parts of themselves that they must heal. This can be highly charged and highly uncomfortable. One twin flame will run away in response to not wanting to deal with their issues. They might find it easier to part ways than to do the work. A twin flame relationship is only volatile and destructive if one or both partners refuse to grow and address the ways they are not living authentically. So basically, he threw me into the spiritual awakening because I felt pulled to watch more tarot videos, visit psychics. I got crystals and I started watching more YouTube videos of spiritual teachers. And I've always been into astrology. When I was younger, I wanted to be an astronomer or anything that had to do with the stars. And I was heavily into the paranormal, as I mentioned a million times. So I think I was always 
called to it. I also, also this is going to sound insane, but when I was a kid, I would experience this often. I would experience almost like an out-of-body experience. I don't know how to explain it, but my consciousness would drift off outside of my body, looking from outside of the world in, and I just had a knowing that my body wasn't me. I was living in my body, which is my human experience, but I knew that I was much more than that. And I never told anyone that until I told my parents this year. And when I was going through that, I was like probably like five or six, but I vividly remember it. And of course, it went away once my ego started to take over and I started going through life. Uh, Once I started experiencing real emotions and real people and everything just got clouded. So then I started with the ego and my ego got super big and I started judging myself and I think that just blocked everything. But I was very intuitive as a kid and I just knew. Now looking back, I knew that my spirit was way more than my physical body, which is kind of crazy. But this year I told my parents and I asked them, I was like, did I ever mention anything to you about this? I just have been thinking about it a lot lately. And my parents were like, no, like you did like talk to spirits, but you never like mentioned anything like that. And some people describe it as ego death, but this was before I knew anything. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going through, but this is cool. I also would talk to spirits all the time in my room. And and like I said, that was before my ego took over. But when my ego took over, of course, I lost everything. I lost my intuitive abilities and stuff. So once I went through this heartbreak, it threw me into a spiritual awakening. And my aunt was also going through a spiritual awakening at the same time. And she began going to actual classes of tarot, Reiki, meditation, and all that. So she was telling me that our family line is a line of healers and light workers, and we might have been witches maybe too. <laughs> but I suggest you start out with studying crystals or studying the chakras. You can start meditating and talking to the divine and your higher self, journaling, doing shadow work everyone's journey is different or how to start it is different. You don't have to go through a heartbreak to start your journey. But most of the times it is a traumatic experience that you go through that leads you into the spiritual awakening. Uh, Most people are naturally just inclined to this kind of stuff like I was as a kid. And just like hearing about it and watching it and just start doing the little things. And I promise you'll get there. Next question. Do you think it's planned for us to find out about how we've been brainwashed for so long? Would we really have access to this information about the government and elites if it wasn't planned for us to find out about it? So this is a very complex question, which I love, and um, I'm going to give you a complex opinion on this. So one of the big things that is in the way of the elite and in the way of their plan and basically a roadblock for them is our free will. There are a bunch of universal laws and one of them states that they cannot mess with our free will to get what they want. I mean, essentially they could, but then it would immediately backfire on them and they would not get what they want. So how they do it is with predictive programming, basically putting their plan out in Hollywood, all the shows, the movies, the media for us to consent to it. We see these things essentially as entertainment. So we are giving them consent by enjoying what we see. It is our free will to use our critical thinking and see beyond their gimmicks, which is why it's a roadblock for them. And which is what we are doing right now and by exposing them, which is what I'm doing right now, trying to use my critical thinking to ignite your critical thinking and see beyond. And A lot of the times, this is what's not waking others up because some people just see this as solely entertainment and it's impossible for them to wrap their head around this other than it's just a movie. It's just a show. They have been so programmed that they can't see beyond it. And I don't think they were trying to hide their plan because if it's in plain sight, no one will believe it, which is what is exactly happening right now. And a a lot of people ask that, like, why would they put their plan out there? This is fake. Like, they wouldn't just show it off. Well, if it's in plain sight, no one's going to believe it. So that's literally what's happening. (laughs) Okay, so the next ones, I've been getting a lot of the same questions. So I'm just going to answer these next two together. Kind of goes with the last one before this one. 
So can you talk about your spiritual journey and how to enhance one's psychic abilities? And I want to learn more about spirituality, chakras, and crystals, any recommendations on where to start or what to practice every day. So like I said, I kind of answered it in the first question, but the second part I will answer. So how to enhance your abilities is simply going within, quieting your ego, live from a place of love and light, meditate, live without judgment, eliminate fluoride, (laughs) become self-aware of your thoughts. You might be more powerful than you think, but everyone is so caught up in their ego, me included, I'm still working on it, (laughs) that we block out those abilities to see beyond. And pay attention to your dreams. I swear your dreams are visions (laughs) sometimes, most times. Other times it's just your subconscious and your ego projecting, but write them down. I have recommendations on where to start is finding books. There are some really good books at Barnes & Noble. Um, If you click the link in my bio, I also have the books that I already have. Um, Also, YouTube. YouTube videos are great. All right, next question. Do you think influencers like on YouTube, makeup artists, etc. are somehow threatened to speak up about Save Our Children and the pedophilia going on? A lot of them spoke out about BLM, but not the children. I have literally only seen one and she looks like she wants to post more, but I don't know. I haven't really seen any of them really use their platform to, to help save the children. Honestly, I think the big influencers are being threatened to stay quiet. Typically, they are assigned to a manager and those managers are a part of the industry. Even though technically it's not Hollywood. I mean, could be. I don't really know the technical connections between the managers of influencers and the managers of Hollywood actors, but it's basically the new age Hollywood. (laughs) I also think that because they are making Save Our Children and Save the Children political, that their manager is banning them from speaking up about it. And maybe it's just all a plan. So their plan was to make it political so no one else can talk about it. Because influencers have a huge impact on our generation. Like, some of these kids will literally kiss the ground these people walk on. No no shame on, or no offense to Charlie D'Amelio, but literally I've seen, like, little girls want to be her and will do anything to meet her or be like her and stuff. It's crazy. I mean, I was like that too, I will admit. Like, when I was 14, I was a believer. I mean, I am in one of Justin Bieber's music videos. Fun fact. Um, Yeah, I was obsessed. So I guess I was one of those people who kiss the people in Hollywood's feet, basically, and kiss up to influencers. I was also a big YouTube geek. I, I mean, I still kind of am, but I know that not all of them are good. I love David Dobrik, though. I don't think David Dobrik would do anything like that. I hope not. I know he's friends with a lot of a lot of Hollywood people, like Madison Beer and stuff, so it's kind of sad to know. I know he talked about the Illuminati in one episode of his podcast. He was talking to Jason. Jason's his co-host on the podcast, and he said, uh, do you know anything about the Illuminati? And Jason was like, oh, I don't believe in that, blah, blah, blah. But also, Jason was on Drake and Josh. He was on SNL. So he was already been a part of like Hollywood. But David's like, I know a couple of people who are in on it and they do some awful things. And so I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, the next question is, who do you think is not in on Pizzagate? So first I want to clear this up. I want to say that Pizzagate is basically generalized as pedophilia now. But Pizzagate in itself was a case that happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton's emails and John Podesta and Anthony Weiner and all those politicians. But basically, it happened at Comet Pong Pizza. That's why they call it Pizzagate. So, and they also call it Pizzagate because one of their symbols or their code words, pizza, meant like pedophilia or little boy or whatever. So, not everyone was involved in that. But I know it's being generalized now as pedophilia, which is kind of annoying because everyone thinks that Pizzagate is fake. When we mention that Hollywood is Pizzagate, which it's just a generalized word now, it's not the same thing. In regards to the pedophilia that happens, and it's still happening, I believe everyone who has power has been involved, and that includes your favorite artists, Hollywood CEOs, politicians, etc. The pedophilia goes beyond just that. It is a ritual. So sex magic is one of the most powerful ways to connect to source, whether that be evil or good. But of course, in this case, it's evil. And they perform it on children because, like I mentioned in the last episode, 
They haven't been contaminated with fluoride. They are a pure white light. They have the highest vibrations. So this is a, okay, this is a trigger warning. So fast forward if you don't want to hear more about this, but they essentially have sex with kids to suck their energy because sex is an energetic exchange. And this could be a good overall lesson for everyone just to be careful who you interact with sexually because if the other person is low vibrational, you will suck that up. You will suck everything up. And I'm going to be honest, now learning all about this in college, I had my fair share of ho-phase and the depression I was in was beyond any other. And now I understand that I was just being drained of my energy because they were sucking up all my light energy and I was sucking up their low vibrational energy. And that's what these disgusting rats do. They have sex with these kids and in extreme cases, sacrifice them in exchange for power or adrenochrome. And it's disgusting. And I know a lot of you have been asking me about Harry Styles and Ariana Grande because a lot of people obviously are obsessed with these people. But you have to understand that they had to do a lot to get to where they are and to rise to that kind of power, even if they seem so innocent and you don't really know these people in real life. And I'm going to tell you the blunt truth because a lot of people think that, like Katy Perry, they think they know her, but you don't. You don't really know her. And um, like Jaylani said in the episode I had with her, like she knew Katy Perry's brother and her brother would always tell her how she was scared for his sister's life because his sister was going through some demonic stuff. So you don't know these people in real life. So we shouldn't, we should stop worshiping these celebrities. And even in their songs, like uh, Harry Styles, I was trying to look into his, I don't really listen to a lot of his music, but his Sign of the Times, it kind of just talks about like the end times when you think about it. And the music video in itself is kind of creepy. And then, uh, what was the other one? Ariana Grande's, all of her music videos have so much evil symbolism in them. And also there was a theory, like I said last episode, that they had to sacrifice Mac Miller as a blood sacrifice for Ariana Grande's fame to blow up. And for her, uh, as I think she released an album after him or something or uh, while she was dating him, and then it blew up. So I don't know. It's just these crazy coincidences, but I don't believe in coincidences. And I believe that they do a lot of things that they probably regret for power. And Kanye West talks about this all the time and everyone thinks he's crazy. Michael Jackson used to talk about this too and everyone thought he was a pedophile and that he was crazy. And he was just trying to expose them. <laughs> so just pay attention and use your own intuition. Uh, next question. Oh, this is kind of like a comment. I want to thank you for your hard work and everything you do. Ever since you started your videos and podcasts, I have definitely seen a change in myself and my energy and I couldn't be more thankful. Deja V. Aw, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I'm i so happy that my videos on TikTok or my podcast can help you guys. That's all I've ever wanted. I've always wanted to help people in any way I could. So I'm so glad that I could impact, even if it's just a couple of you guys. But I'm so glad. And I send you a bunch of love and light. Thank you for your support. But these comments are honestly what keeps me going. I love you guys. All right, next question, flat earth or round? What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> so I've always been iffy about this theory. Um, everyone immediately thinks you're an idiot if you think the earth is flat. And I think it's funny because society works that way. If one person doesn't agree with it, then everyone else follows along with it and then calls you stupid. As I talked about in, I think, last episode with Edward Bernays and the psychology of groups and who people identify with. But anyways... I've heard multiple people say that it is flat or dome shape, and I've also heard that no one has ever been able to get out of this dome and that we've never actually been to the moon or space. And quite honestly, NASA could be lying to us about it all. No one can really prove it. I mean, and now we've seen that re research studies can be manipulated, so who can we trust? <laughs> I know in the Bible there's different interpretations about it being round or flat, but even in a book I got called The End Times, which basically translate the Bible and basically translate the book of Revelations, they say that the earth is round. But the best way to find out, I think, is just for us to literally just 
go on a rocket ship and do it for ourselves because both sides have good arguments and both sides have good evidence, I think. And I've seen a couple of flat earth videos and I'm just like, oh, like, I mean, that could make sense. But then again, like the way the sun sets and the way the sun goes down and I haven't really looked into it as in-depthly as one should, but I don't think it's... People say that it's a big factor into the way our world is working right now because if people knew it was a flat earth, then most people would understand that we've been lied to our whole lives, but then people will just call you an idiot, so... But I just don't... I don't know. And then other people say that aliens are not from other planets. They literally live on this planet, and they're just from different dimensions, and I... Stefan on TikTok, he talks about that a lot. He says that because the dome, no one can go in and no one can go out of this dome, that aliens are not from other planets. They're from different dimensions. And that kind of makes sense. The way that Elizabeth April also explains it when she channels is that they're from different dimensions. And she usually talks to 11th and 12th dimension beings. And I guess we'll never really know until we physically go on a spaceship and go try to go to space but i don't know okay next question i am reading the four agreements book and i wanted to say that it really has helped me realize how society affects everyone it's totally insane i was wondering what advice you could give on how to achieve self-love okay first of all i love this i love that you're reading it and i love that you love it (laughs) so self-love is tough um it's definitely a for life journey same with healing. You never stop healing and you never stop trying to attain the highest form of self-love. There will be those days where you feel like you're back at square one, but you have to keep pushing. Some advice is honestly just shadow work and daily affirmations, becoming aware of your limited self-beliefs and transforming them to more positive ones, but also taking responsibility and accountability for your actions. There's a thin line between being cocky and self-love. I am amazing and I never make mistakes is being cocky and letting your ego take over. But self-love is maybe I could have gone about a certain situation a different way, but I forgive myself for it and I will learn from this mistake. So that's self-love. Or you can also have the ego come in and be like, I'm an idiot. I shouldn't have done that. And that's not self-love. So you have to really decipher between your ego and your intuition and your true self because your ego is your enemy. I mean, at the same time, your ego is trying to protect you from getting hurt. So that's why a lot of the times the ego promotes fear, promotes fear before you do something big or life-changing or telling someone you like them or going for a job or speaking in front of the public. Your ego will immediately shine fear and stop you from doing anything that thinks that will put you in danger. But you know, our ego is not good. (laughs) Next question. What got you interested in researching on these topics? I'd say for me, I was seeing your videos on my For You page a couple months ago. Again, I'm glad I could interest you in these things. I'm glad that some of you have really been impacted by my videos. It's crazy. I never thought I could do that. Um, So I started because of George Floyd's death. Something wasn't right about it. And there was too much hate going on. There was so much arguing. And the behind the scenes videos that were being released on TikTok about the planted bricks, the cops starting the riots, the like Antifa shit, everything just didn't sit right with me. So that's when I started looking things up for myself. And of course, at first I used Google because I didn't know about DuckDuckGo.com. And then more people who were already in this, I guess, truth community started telling me more things and started telling me about DuckDuckGo.com. So I went on there and did my own research on there and really dug up some stuff. And I started reading more books. Um, that's when I, I came across The Rise of the New World Order, The Calling a Man. Um, that was the first book I bought. And I still think it's one of the best ones I've can refer to. I mean, not all of his information is correct. And he even says it that not all of what I say is going to be true, but he has most of it down. And I mean, not that I know that everything is correct or not correct, but I just don't resonate with everything he says. Like some of you might not resonate with everything I say, but you get the gist of it, you know? And he has a great way at explaining things. But I think that was the book that really pushed me to make more videos 
Because once I started finding this out, I was like, more people need to find out about this. Like, this is crazy because it relates to everything going on right now with the riots. Because in the book, he even explains how they're going to initiate some riots to create martial law and all this. And I was like, oh my God, is that what's happening right now? And he talks about the virus and that book just clicked with everything going on. And I was like, oh my God, this has to ring true to something. And this book was written in, I think, 2013. So the fact that he was speaking everything that was going on now, which is 2020, is insane. And in the book, he also talks about how their goal was to eliminate the population by 50% by 2030 or 2050. So the fact that those times are getting closer, it kind of all rings true. He also released a new book um, recently. And he talks so much shit about Bill Gates, but it's kind of funny. But it's on Amazon. It's not a hard copy. He just wanted to get it out there as soon as possible. It's on Kindle on Amazon. It's really short, but he explains more about how what he thinks about Big Pharma, Bill Gates, the vaccine, COVID, everything being planned. So, yeah, if you want to go check it out. But like I said, I don't agree with everything he says, but he does have the gist of it down and the history. I mean... Of course, he does mention in the beginning to do your own research, as do I. And he says that everything is muddied up, especially with the Semitism, anti-Semitic stuff. Like, they muddy the waters on purpose so we won't get the truth. I mean, most of the plan, like in Hollywood, is, you know, put out there for our consent, but they won't put out everything. He even says, like, 95% of their plan is out there, but the 5%... And little stuff in between, they won't tell us. Okay, I think that is it for this week's bonus of the week. Um, I hope you guys learn more about GMOs. I could have gone more in depth, but it's so much that I don't want to bore you guys to death, you know? But just know the gist of it and just know that it's not good for us. And we should eat more organic foods, although I don't think I'm going to give up hot Cheetos because... Because the hot Cheetos have GMOs, but I love hot Cheetos, so it's kind of, see, it's hard. This stuff is hard. Okay, well, I send you guys all lots of love and light, and I hope you enjoy your Tuesday. And I'll see you on Friday. I think on Friday I'm going to talk about 9-11, hence it is going to be 9-11, which is kind of crazy. 9-11 has a lot to do with Gematria too, so I guess we'll see what happens. Isn't it crazy that today or this week hillary clinton was supposed to be in trial again but she's not because she's a pussy (laughs) and she threatened the judge or i don't even know what happened but apparently she got out of being in court and i'm kind of mad and it was supposed to be in two days on the ninth that's cool anyways um yeah i'll talk about 9 11 on friday and i will see you guys then don't forget to submit your questions on my instagram at woke with kels and the link in the bio And thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you then. Love you. Bye.